Hey, it's Dave jumping on here at the beginning. Normally the music would play, but I wanted to let you know that I messed up on my recording with my guest today and recorded the entire interview using my webcam built-in microphone instead of my regular microphone and didn't realize it till much later. And so there you go. You know, you live, you learn, you fix it. So my the, what you're going to hear in the podcast is me re-recording my questions to Stephen and making it, attempting at making it sound like I didn't mess up. So, but you're my friend, so I thought I'd let you know. Hey, it happens. You can always fix it. You got this. Here we go. Here's the podcast. Welcome to the How to Podcast series. I have a guest with me today fellow podcaster here today to talk about his show and so much more. Stephen Murphy is here with me today to talk about his show. We're going to be talking about podcasting for beginners and for the new podcaster listening today. This podcast is just for you. We want to encourage you to get past that seven or eight episode hump. That seems to happen for new podcasters where they're deciding whether to continue or not. Stephen is here with me today. Stephen, welcome to the How to Podcast series. Thank you so much, Dave. It's good to be here. Oh, I love having podcasters on. You sound great. <laughs> tell us a little bit about your podcast, Stephen, right off the top. Let's start there and uh, tell us more. Well, I run a faith-based podcast called The Nook, and that is named after the location where I'm sitting right now. This is just a spot where I have uh, spent many a morning just reading uh, connecting with God. Uh, and I, I, I'm a longtime storyteller. Uh, and, and with that, I'm a recent convert to podcasting. I've worked in video production for 35 years. Um, which interesting side note, I thought all of that information, all of that knowledge would just be a straight convey over to podcasting. It is not. <laughs> <laughs> this was like learning a whole new language a whole new set of, of technical skills. It, it's been a fun education. I don't know if I'll ever go back and listen to my first 10 or 12 episodes because I was so green, but those were necessary to get under my belt to learn what I know today. And I'd like to consider myself a, a lifelong learner, so I will continue to learn about how to do things better. But uh, my show releases every Tuesday. Um... I typically go with guests back to my storytelling. I just, I love to talk to people and about what's happened in their lives. And, uh, it just makes for really interesting conversations because I think that everybody has a very unique story to tell. And I love, uh, bantering about that. I don't go into, um, interviews. I don't even really like to call them interviews or their discussions because, um, often when I book a guest, I may get an email a day or two before we are scheduled to have our discussion and they'll ask me, well, can you send me the list of questions? And I always say the same thing. And I'm like, I don't, I don't have a list of questions that we, I don't ever want somebody to feel like we're just sawing through a list. It's like, I know the topic. They know the topic that we're going to talk about and everything is going to fall under that umbrella. Just let the, let the discussion guide where things go. Um, that's, that's probably the quick nutshell about things and plenty to unpack there, I'm sure. So we kind of glanced over your uh, audio video background, and this is more than just setting up a television to watch a movie. We're talking about tons of gear, truckloads of gear. Um, uh, yeah, like, can you tell us mm -hmm. a little bit about how all this yes. <laughs> happened for you and your background in all of this? I'm finding it really mm -hmm. fascinating to uh, just, I want to know more. This is, it sounds uh, great. I, I strangely tripped into television production in 1988 when I signed up to do training at the local cable company to work in public access TV. We would shoot high school football games on Friday night and they would play them back on Saturday morning. And I just, I got bit by a bug that even in sports television, I, I learned that there are stories to tell. And I think that's probably where I got bit by that bug. And I 
kind of kept graduating from that um place of education, if you will, did that all volunteer for three years and then actually started picking up little paid gigs here and there um, in TV and video production. And then that ultimately led to doing similar work in live events. So if you've ever been to a big event at a hotel where the ballroom is out, out geared with all kinds of lights and sound equipment or even on up into big arenas and, and hockey and basketball places and stuff like that, where there's all kinds of stuff flowing into the ceiling and lights, cameras, action, all that. And it's, it's kind of hard to remember that I, when I didn't do that kind of work. So that's always fascinating to me when I go to a, a live event or a show or something, I'm always looking at the people behind the scenes that are not up on stage. Mm -hmm. Like who's that guy way up in the rafters and how did he get up there and what is he doing? I, I just yep. love kind of picking out these people from behind. Those are the my scenes. people. <laughs> We're an odd bunch. <laughs> and the show wouldn't happen without you guys. So it's, it's amazing. And that's the part I love is that the when we're when our job is done well, you have no idea that we're there. That's right. It's like the sound man in church and uh Yes. And then you hear that squeal. From the sound, and Turns everybody to, spins to around and looks at back him. Yes. to the back of the room to the sound man. <laughs> yeah. I swear it's not my fault. Yeah, I know that. I've been there. And and one of the best places to catch a concert is to stand right near the sound. Oh, absolutely. For me, I have my back against the wall, and the sound person right behind me. And oh, It's the best spot yep. to listen to a show. Those people are... are they are wonderfully selfish. They are mixing that room for themselves first. <laughs> I saw Van Halen with, with uh, Sammy oh, nice. Hagar, and I was right there in front of the sound booth. It was the best sound for a live show <laughs> I've ever heard. Yep, those guys amazing. are, they are artists. And the video and everything, and oh, I just, I love it. I love what you guys do, and mm -hmm. I'm on a tangent, but anyway, so yeah. So let's talk podcasting. There's a new podcaster in the room with us listening to this right now. They're ready to start podcasting. They're here today. They're looking for advice. They, they want to start their show and they want to get advice from somebody like you that has started mm -hmm. a show. What would be your advice to a new podcaster getting going, getting started on their show? What would you, what would you say to a new podcaster? First and foremost, and this is actually one of those areas that, that does transfer from what I've done so long, is planning. You, you cannot plan enough. And uh, an hour's worth of planning will save you many hours down downstream of that. Um, just spitball. Write down every idea, even if it seems silly, because it might spark you to think about something else. Um, know what you want to talk about. If you're going to be a guest-driven show, start. I call them hit lists. Every time I, I, I tend to do shows in, in series of four or six or eight episodes at a time. And if I want to have that many guests on, I start making hit lists of people that I plan on, on reaching out to. Um, sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't. So if you want six, try to find 12 because it's you're going to get some no's and you're going to get some non-responses. Um, I think niche, niche, well, I guess it kind of depends on where you are. It's either a niche, a niche. Um, know where you want to land because it's, it just will kind of set you up to, to do good homework. If, if you're already a podcast consumer, think about the shows you like. Think about the shows you listen to most often. Um, listen to them with, with different ears. What is it that you like about that show? Is it the way that they set up their guests? Is it the way that, uh, that they work in different segments? I mean, there's so many different, I mean, that, there's no cookie cutter for, for podcasting. Um, and you can call that good and you can call that bad, but you, if you like podcasts, you're going to know what you enjoy about them and figure out how you can make those things work, uh, for you. And if it's something you don't know how to do, reach out to people. I think in the podcast community, you'll find a lot of people who just love to have conversations just like this between, between Dave and I, um, we're, we are a, a, an interesting bunch. And I think we love to talk shop. We love to swap ideas. 
everybody's got opinions about microphones and mixers and editing software. There's, there's so many, many options with all of that kind of stuff. And there's, there are pockets of people that you can find and, and lean on. And, and for that matter, just get mentored by via emails and, and other means and things like that. Uh, I will warn you that it is a lot like starting a business. So if you're considering doing a podcast for your business, this, this will be a goodly amount of education in figuring out just how to do all the things before you even add your, your business to it. Um, there is a good amount of time commitment. I was joking with Dave before we started recording. It's a lot like getting a puppy in that you, you have no idea what, what it's going to keep to take to keep this little puppy podcast going. Dave already mentioned it. So many, the, the statistics have shown for years. So many podcasts are orphaned after seven to eight episodes. You can find them, um, as you're searching through podcasts in a, in a certain category. I can't tell you how many times I've, I've gone looking for similar podcasts to my own and read a description and say, oh, gosh, that just, that sounds exactly like what I'm doing. And you get in there and you realize the last episode they posted was in 2018. And it, ah, it's, I, I missed them. Don't even know if I could reach anybody there anymore. So it's, it is a good amount of work. There are terms to learn. There are time frames to keep in mind. One of the things the experts will tell you is consistency is key. So if you're committing to a weekly podcast and you want to put out episodes every Tuesday, do it and do all that you can to stay consistent. Um, I still think it's important to take breaks and you can inform your audience when those things are going to happen. Take a month off, take six weeks off. And those are healthy. They're very healthy. Um, and even as much as I enjoy taking breaks, they're still that at least lets me stop the producing side and I can go back to the planning side, which kind of puts you right back at the top of what I started this with. Um, and one of the best things I learned maybe in the first year that I was doing this was don't be thinking about an audience. Think about a community. Think about a group of people that you want to connect with. Um, don't be concerned with numbers. Very few of us are ever going to give Joe Rogan a, mon a run for his money, but be thinking about that group of people that you want to reach out to. And for that matter, folks that are going to be invested, um, whether that's time, whether that's sales, uh, whatever that looks like and make sure you've got ways that they can get a hold of you. Always have some kind of means for, for people to, to get in touch with you. And I think that's really in any kind of a podcast. If you want to, Build rapport with any size audience. Be reachable. And when they, when people do reach out to you, be diligent to, to get back with them. Even if it's just a quick, thank you so much for listening. Um, people really do appreciate that. Um, bank as many episodes as you can. I know that there are, there are certain podcasts that do very topical, very news, um, hot topic kind of things. Well, those people typically have staff <laughs> that are helping them keep track of what is the top story of the day and, and how you can respond to it. But otherwise, um, I've got a good friend who's just getting a podcast started. He's hoping to launch, um, at the end of May, 2023. And I told him, I said, just start banking episodes, no matter what. And he's he's doing two and three a day sometimes right now, because it's just so good that once because once you start that that carousel, it's it's something you want to be able to keep up with, and it's just nice to have a stockpile of episodes that you continue to draw from that you're ahead of the game with. It's like, yeah, well, I started and I I've got twelve episodes in the bank. Cool. Well. That means you've got your, your first three months of shows. If you're going to go weekly, um, just constantly be thinking about stuff like that. And gear is a sickness. <laughs> my, my wife will attest to that. Um, 
you'll see videos, you'll, you'll hear people talking about their gear and it's awesome. I mean, our capabilities are, are just flat out amazing that I, anybody can start a podcast. You, you get the, the most minimal of things. If you've got a smartphone, you can do a podcast. It's that, it's literally that easy. Talk into your phone, record it and upload it. I may not be exactly what you had in mind, but anybody can do that today. Um, so get gear, get gear that you're happy with, gear that you know how to use, but don't be obsessed with it. Kind of you know, let your show grow and then let the gear chase that as opposed to the other side. Because I go, go search the classifieds in, in big forums about people that are selling podcast gear. Um, search that on eBay sometimes and you'll, you'll see packages. I just saw one a couple days ago where it's four mics, four mic stands, um, big mixer. I mean, it was probably all $2,500 when it was, if you had bought it all brand new and the guy was selling it for 17. So he's taken a loss and it said, tried starting a podcast and it never took off. <laughs> it's like, I feel for you. I know you, you take your lumps. Um, but I think if, if it's something that, that you're meant to do, you're going to fall in love with it. And I, I love this medium. It's, it's still very new to me. And I think that's part of what I love about it is that it, it challenges me that I can't, when I make a video, I can start with a big, beautiful picture, a big, beautiful view of mountains and trees and a lake and a little bit of music and you hear birds and, you don't have to say anything because the, the pictures are saying that. Well, in this business, you can't do that. So I'm always just trying to think of adding layers and texture and what can I add to a show that isn't just two people talking the entire time and stuff like that. So it's it'll challenge you creatively. Um, but I, I, I don't know, Dave, I could babble on and on and on about this kind of stuff. Maybe. So we talk about that seven, eight episode hurdle and people stopping. In your opinion and how you view your podcast, how do you measure success? How do you know whether to keep going? How do you know whether you're doing a good job as a podcaster? That's a great question. And I wish that I had a really solid answer for you because uh, I get feedback on my show, but I don't get it in droves. And while I've never been that, I, I don't pay a whole lot of attention to my stats. I check them periodically. Um, I just, I, I, when I started this, I, I had a conversation with God and I just said, I want to have good conversations with people somewhere in the midst of, of their faith journey. And I'm just going to believe that he gets it to the right ears at the right time. And just recently, I got a note from a guy that I used to work in sports television with 10, 15 years ago. Haven't heard from him forever. And I started posting promotional stuff on my LinkedIn page, which I think LinkedIn is such a weird platform that I've never known what to do with. But I go, well, it's another avenue with eyeballs and possibilities. So I started posting stuff there last year. And I get a note from, from an old friend. And he just, he flat out said, he says, I started listening to your podcast about six months ago. And it's just, he said, it's been life changing. He says, I've never been much of a reader. So it's been hard for me to ever sit down and, and read the Bible with any kind of consistency. He says, but when you talk about it, it, it makes me want to know more. And can I, can I call that dollars to donuts? No, but that note will fuel me for six more months just to know that that's a guy I hadn't even considered in years. And yet I get a note from him like that. And it's like, well, to me, that's the right ears at the right time. And maybe something similar to that uh, becomes a goal for, for somebody else. That's awesome. Because um, I think the metrics are, are kind of hard. You know, if you put a, put a YouTube video up, you've put a video in their universe. So if that video gets 1200 views, well, you can pretty much say, yeah, I got 1200 views because it's clicks in their universe and their stats are in their thing. Podcasts go 
everywhere. And I still don't know. Um, I mean, people ask me, how many subscribers do you have? I have no idea. And maybe there's a way to dig. And maybe that's important to some people, but it, it never really has been for me because it's going to Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Stitcher and Google Podcasts. And, and I, mean, I mean, there's there's 12 or 15 that I think are listed on my pod page. Um, I, I, I've never heard of half of them, but that's where my show is going. And I it's I don't know how how worth it is to anybody to keep track of all that stuff, but. I'm sure there is. It's just not me. Anyway, that's probably a really long answer. <laughs> right. And in the early days of starting a podcast, we are told by people who have been doing this a long time, the gurus, that we are told to hone in on our audience, find our avatar, however you want to say that, and focus in on your listener as as the beginning part of creating your podcast. But like you just mentioned as well, like you... you you build your podcast for one audience, yeah. but then you find out that you have a totally different audience listening that you weren't really anticipating. Like you mentioned with your friend oh, sure. finding your podcast. So you're creating a podcast for one yep. group over here, but then you find out you're pulling in a group from over there who are listening oh, yeah. to your show. It's, to me, that's that's probably half the battle for people is that somebody who, who comes up with or honestly, part of why I started mine was was just on the encouragement of a friend. I hadn't even ever thought about it much. And a friend of mine told me, you know, cause I've, I've, I've got a YouTube channel. I haven't done much with it in a few years, but he said, what about starting a podcast? It was nowhere near anything that I had even thought about, but then I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I, I probably planned for three months before I released my first episode. And that's just because you, you quickly learn how much you have to learn. And that's why I, I'm hosted with uh, Buzzsprout and hosting is a, another part of the glossary that you have to learn. Buzzsprout is amazing and I will always brag on them because they just put out tons of material. If you look up Buzz, Buzzsprout on YouTube, they've got so much stuff for the new podcaster and they don't care if you're signed up with them or not. It's, it's, it's amazing. And I, I love that, that kind of generosity. And that's how they earned my business was you helped me more than I can ever say to get started with this crazy life of podcasting. And I will always steer anybody there because you pick a topic. They've got they've got material. That's on a it. great thing to point out. And I, I really love their resources. They're very giving people and they care. Anytime I've had a question, bang, I'm at the top of their list. Oh, yeah. yeah. It just feels so great to have somebody who cares, someone who cares for you and for your show. Well, and that's their customer service is amazing, too. Every, anytime I've ever had a question and, ha and reached out to them in email, even on a Sunday afternoon, I, I will get an answer back in, in two hours. I mean, it's okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So our podcast is a puppy. We have to feed it. We have to take care of it. It is going to grow. It's going to take time. Mm -hmm. This is not like something that happens over a weekend. It takes a long time. It takes a long time to grow a podcast. Correct. Uh, so what is your long-term plan for your show? Do you have a plan in mind for how long your podcast is going to live for? That uh, that probably will come down to every individual. Um, for myself, I don't think I ever set any kind of a goal. I guess I'm just kind of going on the assumption that I'll know when I'm when I should be done. Uh, and maybe that's just when you flat run out of ideas and you have rung the thing out for everything you know to, to possibly do. Um, but even within saying that, I just think that there's there's always something that you haven't concocted yet. And I think, I don't know, it's kind of like the yellow car theory. Once you buy a yellow car, all you do is see yellow cars all over the road. And so I think... Once you kind of get tapped into the mindset of the medium and understand your how well, how broad a scale you can think can joined with uh, it's it just comes down to how much you're willing to put into it. That's why I say any idea that you have, write it down. Um, 
I think that there's just always a new avenue. And maybe I speak with naivete at a, at, I mean, my show just turned two years a couple of months ago, um, that there's still a newness to me and I'm still learning and I'm, I'm still, uh, trying things, um, adding more than just a, a conversation between me and one person. Um, I've had some bands on recently that, that those have been kind of fun to do that not only am I getting to talk to the artists, but I'll include some of their music and then we can, and we'll break down, you know, tell me, man, it's a great song. How did this thing come to life? Stuff like that, that, uh, I think that's, that's been a big, big thing for me to learn is that don't always think of it as that you've got to write the novel and it has to be done in an hour. It's just conversations between people. You dive in, you kind of get what you feel like is, is worth turning around and, and putting out there and then edit and bring it down even more. Um, there's just, there's so many ideas for content that, that I think you can come up with once you've kind of figured out your lane. And like you just said, I think there's always that opportunity for overspray. That person you never even thought of is like, oh, wow, you listen to my show? That's cool. Right on. Good to have you. Yeah, like one of my shows is called Dad Space. I created, or created it around dad's mental health and for all for men, but most of my audience are female. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to uh, a couple other podcasters that do the exact same thing. And one of them read an, a, a letter on the air, or on the air, in his show a few months back. And I loved it. It was from, from a, a single mom. And she said that she loves listening to his show because she's raising two boys. And they're like eight and ten. And I'm like, that, I'm sure that that's not who he's planning for. But now he's mindful of it. And I, you know, that to me just helps expand what how you're doing what you do talk about listener feedback like tell me about time when somebody reached out to you and gave you feedback on your show when a listener reaches out and sends you feedback or contacts you you know that's a that's an interesting time what did what that mean for you to hear back from your listener uh it's it's such a bolster because again i don't i i i have an opportunity for people to to give money towards my show but i don't rake <laughs> much at all, if any, there. Um, so it, it, I hope it doesn't sound strange to say that that, that is my, that's my payoff. And if somebody is just nice and, and sends me a note that says, Oh, I really enjoyed that show you did with so-and-so I will always respond. And first of all, thank them. And secondly, just, you know, is there one or two things that, that really stood out to you? Um, Sometimes people are very wordy about what they liked, but then there's also the folks that just say, oh, that was awesome. Thanks for that. Then I will, I would love to pick their brains that they were, if there was something about an episode that, that really spoke to them, really caused them to rethink something. I would love to, I can't, <laughs> I don't want to wear them out, but that's why I say that if, if I can just, man, if there was just one or two things about that show, what, what were they? And I, I just think that's that's a way to gauge. It's like, okay, sometimes you wonder, how am I doing? I don't know. Um, the, the comment section doesn't really exist like it does on a YouTube video or, you know, some other forums. Um, so you take what you can get. Uh, and like I always say, don't don't let the criticism go to your heart and don't let the praise go to your head. There's There's something in the middle there about what you're doing. Um, measuring the highs and the lows to, that will help keep you focused, help keep you chipping away at producing better content. One of the tools I added to my website was SpeakPipe, which allows me to collect audio mm. messages from my listeners and then yep. I can use them. I know some guys that are in using that my too. podcast. They actually get to yeah. hear their voice on my show. And then again, I hit the feedback from them again saying, I heard my voice on your show. Like, oh my gosh, like, oh, yeah. wow. Well, and that's the type of stuff that, that people love to share too. It's like, oh man, they just they, they, check this, this podcast out that, you know, the guy read, guy read my email from last week. That's me. And you never know who you might hook and something like that. Grassroots, I, I will always think is, is the best way to grow. 
There's so much. You'll, you're going to find talk. You're going to find forums about the best way to grow podcasts. <laughs> They're a dime a dozen. They're absolutely a dime a dozen. There's no magic formula. There's no three perfect points. It's it's the effort. It's it's what you do. It's how you do it. And I've got a friend who works at a uh, business-to-business marketing firm. And she told me something that you can look at as encouraging or daunting, that things that you're doing today, if you have a podcast that's producing today, people that you're reaching, audiences that you're going for, you could be looking as far as three years ahead. So that's where, okay, I mean, I, I just said that I don't check my stats much, but what I have checked lately is that I am, I'm seeing growth and that's awesome. But it's also, it's two years in and I'm thinking, okay, well, that means that two years ago I was <laughs> casting bread upon the water and I'm starting to see little bits of return. And as I, I'd like, I guess I'd like to think that as I get towards that third year mark that those, those numbers will continue to rise within that same mindset. It's like, I'm building this thing. It's a long game. It's not a sprint. Keep learning, keep plugging away, keep asking questions. What are some of the resources that you've used in the past to help you to find you to find your place behind the microphone? A person, a book, a course, a podcast. Oh, man, Is there anything I'll, that stands out for you? There are I'm I think I'm in three different podcasting groups on Facebook. Those have been absolutely priceless. And most of them, I love that they're closed, so you, it, it's not just viewed by anybody. It's it's people who are looking for that kind of connection. So you get community, places you can ask questions, um, share stories. It's like, ah, this isn't working for me. What are you guys doing? And it's amazing how asking one question and you'll get 30 responses that you, you, know, you can kind of sift through and start seeing. Okay. And one of the great things about that is just like, okay, I'm not the only one who just sucks at that part. Uh, you know, so when somebody says, oh man, check out this video that I, I watched, it really helped me learn how to fine tune my sound or, you know, I mean, literally the sky's the limit on the topics that come up in those kind of groups. Uh, continue to, to brag on Buzzsprout's content on their own website, what they put on YouTube. Um, there are two or three others whose names are going to escape me right now. Pat something who puts out tons of content. I mean, literally just go to YouTube and search how to start a podcast. There's so much content out there. It's, it's hard to sift through sometimes. You, you may start 15 videos and only finish three of them. You realize it's like, okay, this isn't exactly what I was looking for, but that just, it takes time. And, but the stuff is out there. We, we you cannot make the excuse that I couldn't find anything on that topic because <laughs> it's as expansive as, as the internet itself. Being two years into this, uh, as you look back, is there anything that you would go back and change from the time you started now that you have new knowledge and you've learned some lessons over the last two years? Is there anything you would have tweaked and done differently from the beginning? Well, honestly, the first thing that comes to mind is that I, because of the warning I already gave, I was so obsessed with gear initially. Um, yeah, I, I started right out of the chute with, I bought three microphones. I bought three of everything, thinking that I was going to be having these incredible sit-down interviews with two other people across a table and and we we're just going to put together all this great content. Well, then a, a pandemic hits. And to this day, I can probably still count on less than two hands how many face-to-face -face interviews I've done. They've all been online. And I've got the gear to to do more stuff like that. And I will always take it because there's just a completely different energy sitting across the table from somebody as opposed to a screen. But at the same time, we're all used to this. And and for that matter, I mean, this show is international right now. You're in Canada. I'm in the States. <laughs> There's, I, I love the, the opportunities that those kind of things, I mean, that's amazing. 
uh, that I'm not just limited to the city where I live and who I can sit down and talk to. But man, I was good grief. I spent so much money at the beginning on toys that that just weren't necessary. And I, I, I wish I had held off on that kind of stuff because I'm not using any of that gear right now. I've sold, I've sold half of it and, you know, I've lost a little money, but that's, that's definitely, that, that's what fuels me saying, get what you can. There are, there's great content out there. I was like, here's two microphones that you can get started with. There are free programs online that'll actually do the recording for you that where you can edit. Uh, I've never worked with audacity, but I know that that's one that a, a, a ton of newbies start with there's just there's so many resources at your at your disposal at your disposal you just got to go look for them yeah that's that that's what i feel too i and i've been using audacity for years before there was podcasting you talk about taking your background and translating it into podcasting mm-hmm. now taking my music side and translating it to podcasting through the software so for me, uh, Audacity was an advantage because I already knew it. And but if somebody's watching over my shoulder and watching me on the screen, they'd be like, mm-hmm. "What are you doing?" So maybe Audacity is not for you. There's other tools that simplify it, and make yep. it easier for you as the to do your edits. Something that works best for you. Well, and again, there's there's so many tutorials. There, uh, you you will run out of time before you run out of videos that will help you. It's like I I've got files i've got my voice and i've got somebody else's voice how do i even start there is a video there are 15 videos that will get you started on something like that and once you start learning you just get more hungry for it so you talked about not giving your guests all the questions for the interview is there any other tips they have for podcasters doing an interview yes here we go here we go he's getting all set up for this one here we go i remember seeing a movie many years ago and it came to mind as i was pondering this conversation uh and within the movie there was a rodeo element and i don't know if this is how they still do stuff but let's just say that in the 80s that's how they did things for bull riding a bull rider does his thing for what seven seconds and a horn blows and he's done the judges are giving points for the bull rider but they're also giving points for the bull so some bull rider could have had just a, a flawless ride and he didn't fall off and his form was amazing, but the bull was lethargic. So your your mom could have gotten on that bull and ridden it. So they don't, they don't rate the bull as high, so the guy doesn't get as good a score. Your, your ability to talk to people, first and foremost, be be conversational. Don't think that you've got to come up with 12 questions. Don't, uh, don't think of things as so rigid. If you want to get somewhere specific, tell your guests that, but don't feel like you just have to make a beeline towards that goal. Get comfortable with people. Um, you may have a fantastic guest and you'll ride on air because it just seems like, man, I just met this guy. I can't tell you how many people. I have met because I reached out to them to do an interview for my show. I've got their, I could call those people right now because we have struck up friendships and that's awesome. There's other people I talked to once, run, done. And that episode went out and that was cool. Uh, it sucks when you have to <laughs> try to pull the information out of somebody. Some people that just want to give you one word answers. You just, it's, you know, a 15 minute interview feels like it's an hour because those things are just rough. And even in those situations, don't ask questions. Tell somebody, you know, hey, you're, you're an amazing author. Talk about how you got into that. You invite them to talk about it. Now that's where their mind goes. And even somebody who maybe isn't that good at interviewing was like, I can tell you exactly how I got into this. Cool. Tell me about it. As opposed to, do you like writing? Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, how many years have you been doing that? Uh, seven years. Okay. Um, you know, it's uh, questions often solicit quick answers. So invite somebody into the conversation as much as you can. Um, you're going you're gonna to have amazing rhythm with some people. You're going to strike up friendships. 
and other people. I I've, I I want to say in two years of doing this, I have had two duds, and those are those are tough because I've asked somebody to give of their time, and it just it just didn't happen, and and you get into the edit, and it's like, oh, I just I can't make anything from this. And, and it's hard. It just, I, 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 t- it, it, I took it very tough. I don't know how my guests did, but it just sucks when you have to email somebody and say, I am so sorry. Uh, this, this conversation just didn't really amount to anything. And so I will not be posting this episode. And I don't even like to make any kind of false promise of, Hey, let's, let's try this again someday. It's just like, you know, I, I appreciate your time and, uh, I wish you the best kind of let it be done but uh most of the time you'll be surprised yeah and i want to just jump on your workout your one word answer response if you ever have a guest who won't let you back into your own podcast they've locked you out of the apartment they've taken over the mic oh yeah and you're a passenger on your own (laughs) show you can make your way in there and ask a yes or no question you can then regain control of your own podcast and they're going yes. on and on about the thing and the thing and the time that they did the thing. You jump in there somehow and go, "Hey, do you like yeah. blue apples?" You have to. You have to throw they're off like, their rhythm. No, I don't like blue apples. Yes. You now have the mic back, and all you have to do is cut that section out of the podcast, and nobody will hear it, and you can continue hosting your own show. It actually happened to me. I had a guy come on, and he he wouldn't let me back into my own podcast. And he was even taunting me to try Holy to take cow. the podcast back and control the podcast again. I'm like, what is going on here? And that's the joy of having your own podcast is I never released that guy's episode because yeah. he wasn't here for my audience. He was here for himself. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's you know what? I'm glad you brought that up, too, because it's important that you, you do keep control. Um, I actually... <laughs> I, I did an interview, and it, this is one of the fortunate things. This is actually a good friend of mine, and he's been through a lot of stuff, and he's kind of had the the uh, the scales falling off his eyes, and he's just pleased his punch about new direction in his life. I put fifty cents in that machine, and he didn't stop talking. What I thought was going to be an hour was an hour and a half, and I'm trying to, it's like, you know, trying to literally hop on a merry-go-round that was going at top speed. And then he had to be done because he had another meeting. <laughs> like, okay. And I, I, I emailed him a day or two later, and I said, I'd really like to take another stab at that. We'll call that a good first run. Now I know the high points of your story. Let me lead you through it. And he totally gets it. And it was, you know, those opportunities may not always present themselves, but I was just glad that we got a a second stab at that. And the second attempt was just turned out to be a great episode. There was also another time that I had that person and it was just somebody who has has an amazing story and she has told it so many times um, in front of audiences that doing it in a conversation, you could tell just seemed foreign to her. And I don't know if you're like this, Dave, but when I'm, when I'm interviewing somebody, I'm already pre-editing in my head. It's like, okay, yeah, they, they felt like that was an important point. I already know that's not going to be in there. Um, stuff like that, that, okay, this one is, she was really not playing along. Well, that was one of those times that, okay, here's one of those things where I'm going to learn. I am going to take her hour and 20 minute discussion with herself and I'm going to break it down into bite-sized chunks and I am going to interject myself in in post and say you know today I'm introducing you to so and so and man does she have a colored past soundbite keep a little music underneath it let that thing finish you know it was like and it was at this point that I could not wait to ask her more about her time in Las Vegas boom play 10 minutes of her tell, talking about Las Vegas. I had, I honestly, I got feedback saying, it was like, that was interesting, but it's just not the way you usually do it. I'm like, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. But there was something there that I, I was willing to put the extra time in and even just kind of finagle a map that I had never worked with before. And 
that was kind of one of those things is like, I'm, I'm still happy with it. I still was able to salvage that. And I was, you know, the, the lady, she promoted it in her socials. So that gives it a little extra traction. Uh, just, there's just always, it's like plan for 75% and always leave margin to pivot. Always leave margin to go, well, that didn't go exactly how I thought. Don't always, don't be ready to throw the baby out with the bathwater. And if you have a guest that has their key story that they go to on every episode, every time they're interviewed, and as a listener, you can quote the story because you've heard it so many times verbatim. If you want to avoid that from happening on your show with the guest that tells the same story. Yes. Do this instead for the intro. Hey, everybody, this is Steve. Steve's on the podcast. Steve is awesome at audio and video. He's the expert. He's been doing this for X number of years and he's great, blah, 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 and tell their story for them and take it away from them. Now they don't have that story to, re mm -hmm. to repeat. Right. And you stay at the wheel. You absolutely stay at the wheel. But you also bring up another good point. If you're going to have guests, do your homework. Know why you're having them on. It was the reason that you reached out to them in the first place. But then once you've landed them and they have committed, you've got a date on the calendar, watch every video that they've ever been in, go listen to other podcasts that they've been on. If it's if they've got a book out, hit Amazon, uh, see what people are saying about it. Um, there's there a handful of authors that I've had on. It was it was a topic that I was already interested in anyway. And um, read their book. Uh, you can you can find them cheap on eBay. Don't don't pay full price, but if it's a book that's been out for a while, buy a used copy and at least read the first three or four chapters. Um, they love to talk about their books. They love to talk about their stuff. And when you sound like you know what you're talking about, they respect it. And I think it's it gives them that much more uh, reason to jump in with you because you're not just I don't know. Every one of us has seen the junkets when, oh, all right, joining me today is a big time movie star and you got a new movie coming out. Tell me about it. Wow, that must have been amazing shooting in Nigeria. Did you enjoy that? That's it's boring as a box of rocks. Learn your learn your people, learn your guests, know what makes them tick. Um I think you'll you'll be very pleased with how well they respond when you can show that you've done your homework and they're not just another guest. Protect your audience like a goalie in sports. Protect that net. Yep. I've had people come want to come on my show and they're not really interested in my my podcast. They're just more interested in getting to my audience. I'm mm -hmm. like, nope, sorry, no. Are you on Podmatch by chance, Dave? Actually, no, I'm not. Don't. I'll tell oh. you. Okay, there's <laughs> okay. a tip for you, audience folks. All right. Tread tread softly. There is a there is a service out there called Podmatch. Doesn't cost anything, but you can list your show, and list the type of guests that you're looking for. Um, and there's a lot of check boxes to go through, and you put your availability and how you typically do interviews and that kind of a thing. And my gosh. Uh, I, I hate to sound snobby, but the only people I ever seem to hear from is, uh, oh, hey, uh, I just wrote a new book and I think your audience would love to hear about it. You've never listened to my show. I can tell by your copy and paste um, ask. You've never listened to my show. Otherwise, you would have known that that's, that's not the type of material I'm looking for. That's not a topic that would ever bounce. And, and maybe that's a little bit presumptuous earlier on, but if, if anybody takes any kind of a gander through my hundred plus shows now, you can draw an aggregate and your, your book on, you know, better organizing in the kitchen, there's no place for that here. Why would you even ask? And I don't know that that's one of those. I think I may have actually converted one or two of those people who have reached out to me through Podmatch into guests, but otherwise it's just like, hey, you got a match from such and such, and it's just like a weird dating service. <laughs> and you read their thing, and it's, eh, it's going to be a hard path. If you want to be a great guest, bring content for the host. As a potential guest, listen to their podcast. Listen to the host podcast. Yes. And, and reach out and say, listen, I know you haven't talked about this part of your show yet. 
and I'm an expert in this part of the show, I'd love to share my story. Prove to them as a, a potential guest that you've done your homework, you've listened, name the show, name the episode, name the thing that stood out to you mm -hmm. as a listener. Prove that you really do listen to their show. That's good homework. For a potential guest to say, hey, I, I, I've listened to your content, I yes. want to come and help. I'd love to be a part yep. of your show. That is awesome. And you just you just reminded me of one one more thing. Uh, well, first, how's this? First of all, when you get a guest on, ask them if they've got a time constraint. And if they do, do everything you can. If they give you a half an hour, wrap up that interview in 25 minutes. Um, and if they say they've got all kinds of time, still try to keep it under an hour. Respect their time. Keep an eye on the clock. Uh, that That stuff is just so critical. And even if you didn't get through everything you thought you were going to talk about, I, it's back to what I was just saying about the 75, 25, I 99% of the time, I will just say to a guest, you know, first of all, thank you for doing my show. I know I'm going to edit that out and I'll say it's, it's just a, it's a boilerplate speech. I always like to leave some time at the end. If there's something that you thought we were, were going to talk about and we didn't, or something else has just come to mind while we have been talking. Uh, you've got, you've got all the time that you'd like right now to say it. Most folks will absolutely have, yeah, yeah. One, one more quick thing is this, and it'll just be gold because it's, it's wheelhouse stuff for them. I can only think of one or two people that would just go, mm -hmm. no, I think I'm good. And that, that okay. Then, then throw up all over yourself, thanking them for, for taking the time. Um, tell them you're excited to get the content out. Just always leave that guest feeling like they were the hero on your show. Steven, you're my hero. You just did exactly what you just said. Thanks, bro. You just did it. And I'm <laughs> a student humbly at your feet. That was just so well placed and so well said. Excellent. No, no. Thank you. This was an absolute honor to do. When you first reached out, it was like, okay, this, there was no question. This, this has to happen. Love it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Stephen, tell everyone now, here we are at the end, tell them where every, everyone where they can find you. And I've had you here for a long time. I really do appreciate your time. Where do people connect? What are they? The do? easiest way is just look up the Nook podcast. I'm pretty much that there is another Nook but it's it's one of those shows that's been orphaned. It was actually a show about books. More power to them, but I want to say that it's been close to five years since they posted anything. But my show is called The Nook Podcast. The subtext is Real Faith in Real Time. It's a blue logo. You can't miss it. And in every show, I've got uh, information in the show notes to, you know, links to my socials, uh, ways to get a hold of me that kind of stuff. It's all there. Awesome. It's great. Stephen, thank you so much for taking time to be a part of this. Absolutely, I'd like to sir. keep the door open just to crack just a little bit. And anytime I can convince you to come back absolutely. and talk again, I'd love to have you back. Oh, absolutely. I always want to be that that type that I mentioned that I love helping people get started in this, this fun little world of podcasting. Excellent. And it shows. Thank you, Stephen, for being part of this. All right. Certainly. Certainly.